What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Below Average Brothers podcast. Down a man today. Uh, Ross is in the process of moving into a new house, so uh, he doesn't have any of his stuff with him, which isn't shocking. So we'll go ahead and do this. Me and Jax are okay, here. Okay, he's simping. Yeah, he's okay, more than something. He's more than likely simping. Uh, more than likely, he's just being a simp, and he just says he doesn't have his stuff. But me and Jax, we got some things to talk about. We got some things to get off our chest. Uh, we'll start off first and foremost NBA Finals. Celtics up 2-1. Last time we talked, y'all thought the Celtics really didn't stand a chance. What are you thinking after three games, Jax? Yeah, last time we talked, me and Ross picked Miami to make the finals. There's Eastern Conference finals still. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, though, which last time we talked, I changed my thoughts. Remember, I talked to you a couple days after because I saw a few stats and stuff, and I just think Boston matches up a lot better against Golden State than I thought they did. Like, they're the only team – since Steve Kerr's taken over to have a winning record against Golden State. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive in itself. And I, I don't know, it just in, – in the most recent game, they look good. They look really good. Boston looked really good, especially in the fourth quarter. They just just clamped them up. It, it, to me, it, they're, they're long. They're long and they're athletic. And then Golden State really doesn't have a whole lot to match that. Golden State really doesn't have a whole lot of athletes. Their well, best was, athlete doesn't get to play, Kuminga. I, mean, I was young. listening to somebody the other day, uh, maybe Stan Van Gundy, talking. And, you know, most of the time when teams go small, it's to, like, you know, if you look at the starting lineup, you know, when it goes – when the Celtics put out Horford, Williams, Tatum, Brown, Smart. I mean, that's a big lineup. Yeah. That really is big. a really, really – I mean, Robert Williams is a seven-footer, Al 10, six, six, Al Horford 6'10". Jason Tatum's 6'9", 6'10", Jalen Brown's 6'7", 6'8", and then Marcus Smart's a big point guard. And then you look over on the other side, and, I mean, other than Kevon Looney, everybody else is small. Andrew Wiggins is really small. Klay Thompson's an okay size, but he's he hasn't been the same since his injury, honestly. Since he came back, he really hadn't been the same. But he, Stan Van Gundy was saying the other day, like, when people go small, it's to get an athletic advantage. And when Golden State goes small, they still don't have an athletic advantage because – Boston's so athletic, but big. So I, I agree. I just think they're outmatched. And I think I seen a stat the other day that Marcus Smart, like when Steph Curry's, when Marcus Smart is guarding Steph Curry through three games, Steph Curry has 12 points through three games on like 30% shooting. Yeah. And, you know, just because of the way Golden State plays offense, he doesn't get to one on one with them very much because he runs around on a thousand screens, but mm. I told you guys before, like when we were talking last time that Marcus smart is the Steph stopper. I, I told you all that when we talked last time and Derek White's done a decent job on him too. Derek White's done a decent job and, and everybody else will get to more on the dream on green a little bit later, but I mean, he's had, he has 15 points and 15 fouls in this series. Draymond. Yeah. 15 points, I, 15 fouls. I got a take on him. I think, for Golden State to have a chance in the series, especially in this most recent game, which I watched the entire game. I didn't get to watch all of one, one and two, but game three I got to watch all of. And Draymond, to me, when he's playing like that, and I know Draymond's a fantastic player. I think we can get to a segment later. If he's a Hall of Famer or not, we're going to talk about that. I mean, he's a great player, really good player. But at times, he can be a liability. It's like, it, like in game three, what did he have? He had like four points, four rebounds, to assist or something and fouled to out. assist, a steal, and, yeah. and, and six fouls. fouls and, I mean, I know he he's like one of those guys who who gets under player skin and he's been going at Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown has really been going at it. And he's kind of been getting at Jalen Brown, you can tell. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whenever you're not doing anything yourself. 
Yeah, it but, doesn't matter when when you do all that talking and Jalen Brown still goes for 27 on your dog. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Brown's still scoring on him. Like, I mean, he's getting at him. Like, I think Jalen Brown's just, like, just getting annoyed. It's like, dude, come on, like, I'm dropping you off. Like, especially the most recent game, dropped him off. And yeah. Draymond was still just going at him, talking, you know, like he's doing something. But I think in situations like that, and I know it's hard because Draymond's been there for, you know, this Warriors dynasty. He's been like a cornerstone, a building block in this Warriors dynasty. But I think you got to get him out in, in situations like that. I think you got guys on the bench who can provide so much more than what Draymond can do. Because Draymond, the, why Draymond, I feel like, does what he does is because he's played with Steph and Clay so long. He just understands, like, their movements and how they're going to play, and he just plays well off of them. Like, I was, re- I was listening to a podcast the other day, and if this Warriors team was to split up, somehow Clay goes, Steph goes, which I don't think is going to happen. Draymond's going to have to retire. Draymond's not fitting in on any other offense. No. Like, it's, being six foot six, having a, a D minus three, two case that. I mean, yeah. he's just terrible. Like, offensively, it, and it's, I think Steve Kerr needs to realize that. And I know it's, it, Draymond probably doesn't want to come out. I'm sure he doesn't. He's a, He's a warrior. He wants to go win. I mean, he wants to go win, but he thinks he can He can obviously help the team. And at, at times he can, but I think they need to pull him in situations he, like that, especially game three. They should you know, I've been watching, you know, what used to be, and it's obviously different guys now, but that death lineup the Warriors used to throw out of Kavon Looney, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and then that it was Harrison Barnes, you know, on the first yeah. championship team. They're getting killed. Like, it's the death lineup because it's the death of them right now. Yeah. They can't yeah. they can't guard assault when mm-hmm. especially when if Draymond's starting to play center, Robert Williams, I've never seen it before, but the Celtics are attacking Draymond. Oh, yeah. They are he is the yeah, Warriors' best defender, and the Celtics are just going at him. I mean, they're going at him and they're going at Steph. Steph's been in foul trouble every game this series so far because the Celtics attack him from the get-go. I seen uh I think it was game three when Steph's the primary defender defender uh boston was like six of seven or something in yeah the fourth quarter when steph was a primary defender or something i mean he's just and you can't take him off the floor because of that. everything he no, does because he's their offense yeah everything yeah, he, he does on the other offense. end but i thought uh i thought i think really i think it's steve kerr he needs to train change something drastically coaching wise because i think they have they have the talent i think and they have the offensive power firepower to make this a series and i mean to to possibly Possibly win win the whole thing. Still, I mean, they have the they have the man. Like they can do it. It's just I think he needs to take a step back, look at his situation, evaluate his situation, break down, and get someone in there who can help and who can help Steph. Because it, it's been in the in game three, it was Steph. That's it. It was really Steph, and I thought it was stupid too. Steph's on fire, and they're running pick and roll when Al Horford's dr- playing drop coverage, and he's shooting right over the top of him. And Steph's going off, and then he pulls him in the late – and, like, with a minute 30 in the late – like, at the end of the third quarter, and Boston goes on a little run down the when, third quarter. And yeah, that kind of just carried on. Before. Because I didn't – I actually only stayed up till halftime. But uh, I seen the box score, and the Celtics dominated the first half, the first quarter, second quarter. Then the third quarter, and I watched – I ended up watching the second half later the next day. But they were – if they keep Steph in the game, they probably take the lead going into the fourth. Yeah. And then – but no, Boston, like you said, Boston goes on that run, and then they just push it and push it. Mm-hmm. But if you really think about it, this whole, like, it's – so game one, Boston pretty much blows them out. You know, it's not really ever close. Mm-hmm. Game two, it's 52-50 to 50 at halftime. Boston's mm-hmm. right in the game. Golden State outscores them by 25 in the third, and then 
Boston, I think, beats them in the fourth. You know, it's Boston's outplaying them in every quarter except for that third quarter of game two. And yeah, I know we, and- they talked about quarters big time in the Heat series too, but Boston's outplaying Golden State right now pretty much in every facet of the game other than that one quarter. Yeah, the third quarter, that third quarter come out. It, that, that's the issue. But I, I don't know I don't how know. Boston think- got away last night with playing and drop coverage because they were dropping Robert Williams and Al Horford in drop coverage. Yeah. And letting Steph shoot over the top, letting them all shoot over the top, but they just challenged them. They said, if you want to beat us that way, beat us that way. Yeah. I think like it's just someone else has got to do something. Like I said, like coming into the series, I told you off the record. Uh, I may have been on last episode. I don't know, but I said the the key factor for is Andrew Golden Wiggins. State is Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, you said and that Andrew on Wiggins last time. Hasn't really Andrew Wiggins really hasn't been what he's been at times in the first three rounds, and like Clay too. I mean, he had like twenty something in Game Three, but it was like I don't. Know, it was kind of pointless like trash. It's buckets. empty. Like, yeah, and it's like it's like when they need a big shot, Steph's the only guy. Steph is the only guy, and Jordan Poole, Poole's had his moments, but. None of these guys can make big shots. It doesn't seem like like Clay just kind of goes ice cold. And like when Boston like kind of gets these stops going, it's like it's not like one or two stops. It seems to me like they're getting like eight or nine stops in a row and they're just absolutely clamping. And especially when you're playing at home and you're just clamping down a Golden State team, nine, ten possessions in a row. All the momentum swings. Boston fan, Boston crowd, I'm sure is rowdy and drunk. I mean, that's just that's just not a good formula. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's hard. It's, it's going to be hard to win if, if you're not scoring 10 possessions straight. Well, and it was something like that in the fourth, dude. It makes it so much easier on Boston when they don't have to worry about half-court offense. When they can mm-hmm. get a stop and get out and transition a little bit, they score so much better. You know, these games, when they're close, it's because team, both teams are making shots. It's when they go on those 10-12-0 runs that games get pushed out of hand because, like you said, and it's really been Boston doing it so far, they get stops and they score at – Will on the other end. I mean, easily on the other end. I have a question for you. Who do you, I mean, as obviously, obviously you're a Boston fan, you don't want want Golden State to win. But if you're Steve, if you're Steve Kerr, what lineup do you go to? Like, what lineup are you looking at going into Game Four? Because obviously, what they're running with Draymond, they're running small ball. And even when Draymond fouled out, and it was still kind of a game, it was like an eleven point game or something with four minutes, whatever it was. I'm, I don't know exactly numbers but they bring Iguodala in 75 year old Iguodala in Iguodala and their the lineup play. was Jordan their lineup was Steph Jordan Poole Clay Iguodala and Wiggins I just don't I just and, and on the other side Boston's lineup was like you said Marcus Smart Jalen Brown Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum Al Horford Robert, Robert Williams. Williams and they had Jar they had Jordan Poole guarding Al Horford and that's like, that, even though sense. even though Al Horford doesn't have the greatest back to basket, you know, post moves, post scoring, when it's Jordan Poole, he does. Six ten, yeah. And it's when six it's, foot three Jordan Poole, yeah. I mean, it's but like, on the it other end, at that point, and it's you would think on the other end, it's been it's a bad mismatch. But Al Horford's a great defender; he can guard Jordan yeah. Poole. You know, mm-hmm. in in short spurts, he can guard him. You know, he I wouldn't trust him to guard him the whole game, but for a couple minutes at a time, Al Horford can do that. Well, and. The way Boston plays defense, they're set up so well. They can switch everything. They switch every single step, yeah. you know. And they kind of got away from that in game three, like we said, with that drop coverage. But, I mean, all the whole Miami series, games one and two, they switch everything. I mean, and I think Golden State, we talked about it earlier. We, I don't, Where's Jonathan Kaminga? The seventh? Yeah. Seventh I think Kaminga 
should I think I know he's young. I think he should play a little bit. Or even Moses Moody. Moses Moody, I heard I didn't watch obviously, but last round I heard Moses Moody even got some time in these last few rounds, and he played well in the few minutes that he got. I mean, let someone in there who who you have to respect, Draymond. They don't even have to respect him whenever he's not playing well. I mean, even whenever he is playing well, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's not a factor offensively in scoring. And what happened to Draymond? I mean, if you look at the first run of the Warriors dynasty, he was like their third best scorer, not just their third best player, but he could score. Like he would, you'd have to guard him from the three-point line. Now you can stand underneath the basket if he's standing at the top of the key. It's that bad. I think, I just think it's one of those severe slumps or something. I don't know. I don't know exactly. And he doesn't even look aggressive. Like no, I mean Draymond like to he's score. undersized for for four, but he's he he's he's six six, but he's a big dude. I think he should try and get to the rim on some of these dribble handoffs. Fake it, fake it, because Steph gets all this crazy attention. Fake the dribble handoff, turn and just lay it in, or turn and shoot it. a little floater. Or something. Take the corner turn and got it. Yeah, or turn and then pull somebody and then dish. I think he's pl- like he's just not facilitating enough. Is what it is. He's not taking it upon himself to be a creator. He's just dribble handoff Seth, dribble handoff Clay, pick and roll, uh, setting off ball screens for people. I don't think he's being a, enough of a facilitator at times. Yeah, if he becomes a threat. And he's a good facilitator. If he becomes a threat past years. to get to the rim and you have to come double off of him, that's what he's in there for. That's his That's yeah. his role is to draw a double team and allow Clay, Steph, Jordan Poole, even Andrew Wiggins is becoming a better shooter. Mm. But one of those guys get wide open. But when you just stand at the top of the key and set picks and go through the dribble handoff, like you said, you're not doing any good. You're a body. And then it's really like if he was still a clamp on the other end, you could see why he's on the floor. But on the other end, he's getting bullied. Yeah. He's getting bullied by Al Horford. At times, yeah, he is. And that's what's bad. He's getting bullied by 36-year-old Al Horford at times. You know, even Jason Tatum has taken him to the to the shit. I mean – it's just, I don't know. But do you remember, like, in that game seven against Cleveland, he had, like, 30-something. He was the reason they were in the game when mm-hmm. Stephen Clay didn't play very well, you know? It's, and everybody says if Draymond doesn't get suspended in game five of that blown 3-1 lead, they win it. It's over. Yeah. Now I don't think anybody would say that about Draymond. Like, missing Draymond's not that big of a yeah, deal. it's anymore. not that big of a factor. Game also, two, another guy that needs to energy. play – is Gary Payton. I know he's coming off his injury. Yeah. They need to get him in the game more because he is a good defender. It, and know? he's one of those energy guys. He's like mini Draymond, basically, yeah. except for he, he's a little bit more better offensively. And he's right. actually has the capability of guarding Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. Not necessarily Jason Tatum because he's so much. But they had him on Tatum. They had him on Tatum whenever he was in for that little time. But he needs to play more. Those, yeah, those young guys, Moody. I mean, I know Gary Payton's not young, but he's – fresh to the league you know he's been a long time in the g league but moody kaminga and peyton need to play more and i think i think whenever robert williams is off the floor uh i think they could possibly even bring by elites in stretch big stretch the floor run a pick and pop with him have him sit corner have him do something because whenever you have kevon looney in as your big or even draymond playing the five you never have to worry about stepping out on the perimeter to defend those guys by elites can actually hit it if you which, I mean, I think if Robert Williams is on the floor, absolutely not. Robert Williams bullies the crap out of him. Robert Williams played great in game three. I think he yeah. was the the driving force because, I mean, he just protected the paint well, caught a few lobs. I mean, he he played well, really well. The thing, like you said, when Draymond and Kevon Looney are in the game, 
he doesn't leave the paint. Yeah, he doesn't have so to. He doesn't have to leave the paint. And that means Steph's not looking. I mean, why would you look to get to the paint? Because mm-hmm. if Robert Williams doesn't block you, he's affecting your shot. And he's really great at playing defense without fouling. Yeah. Like, Robert Williams is very rarely ever even in foul trouble because he plays good, sound defense. He's a ball hawk. He is a ball hawk. Like, he'll come – there are times he's playing, you know, on the short corner of the opposite side, and he'll come throw your stuff into the third row on the ball side block. You know, like, he's an insane athlete, and he's a lob yeah. threat. You can never lose him on offense because they just throw it into the rafters and up. he comes down with it, you know. Throw it in the area, and he'll – yeah, he'll throw it down. But back to the question. What what do you think about the lineup? What what do you think Steve Kerr needs to look at? Who I think if, if you're if you're Steve Kerr in crunch time minutes, who are you playing? And, and and we're seeing and this is hypothetical what we've seen in these first three games. Draymond's not not a factor offensively. It's yeah. not old Draymond. It's it's Draymond's not a factor. Draymond's got to go. Um, I think you have to play. I think you have to play Looney. Um, I think you have to play Looney on the other end. So. I think you have to go Steph, Clay Wiggins. I think uh, put Kaminga in. I think play Jonathan Kaminga at the four. And then because he can guard Al Horford. Yeah. He can play He can play Al Horford on the other end. So you go Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and, and Kevon Looney. I think that's what you have to play. And then, yeah. you know, I think another thing that – no, another player for the Celtics that doesn't get a whole lot of love is Grant Williams. Yeah. Grant Williams is probably – I've heard people say he's the best defender behind Robert Williams on this team. And that's saying something because the Celtics have the defense player of the year and Marcus Smart. Grant Williams yeah. is that good of a defender. I mean, we're talking about a guy that two series ago locked up Giannis at times, you know? Yeah. Grant Williams, I just feel like in this series, he doesn't get to – he hasn't got to play as much because they're guard heavy, you know, and he's yeah. going to clamp – you know, he's going to be guarding Wiggins, and Wiggins mm-hmm. isn't really that big of a scoring threat, but – no, to answer your question, I think it's Steph, Clay, Wiggins. I mean, you got to go something. You either got to get yeah. – I think you got to get coming in. You got to get the come bucket in there. Or even you could go small. I think even you could go – you could still go small, but have the come bucket playing the five. Yeah. And then have maybe – Play Gary Payton. I don't know. At, at Yeah, maybe Gary Payton because Gary Payton's a scrappy defender. I think you could go yeah. Steph, Clay – or Steph, Gary, Clay. Uh, who else? Come bucket yeah. and Andrew Wiggins and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I think you could run that because I think Wiggins. Yeah, I think you could run that. I mean, but no, no, they got to do something. To Marcus Smart on offense, but Steph can guard Marcus Smart. Yeah, you know Definitely. that's the one. That's the one guy on the floor that you feel comfortable as a Warriors fan. He can guard Marcus Smart. Yeah, you, know, you don't want him guarding Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum because he's gonna get bullied. But no, I think you got to do something. You either got to keep Looney in the game at the five and run. It, Dray, the key factor is Draymond has to be off the floor. Yeah. Draymond if he's cannot, playing like he, if he's playing the which, way, I mean, he, he has. can easily turn it around and play. Because at times in the last few, in the last like in the playoffs, he's played good at times. I'm not scoring obviously, but like in game two, I thought he played good. I mean, he didn't. Stats may not have showed it, but energy wise, he was the driving force. I mean, he he brought all the he's energy. The I felt like yeah, he's the engine. And he can be that, or he can be destructive whenever he's not shutting people down. Because he's and, always going to talk. Yeah, and the thing is, is Ima Udoka, he made a good statement. He said, if you're going to ignore it, ignore it. You know, don't let it bother you at all. But if you're going to do something about it, do something about it. You know, shut him up. Ima said that after, I think it was game two, after, you know, he made that big difference. He said, if you're going to ignore yeah, it, ignore he, it. He, if he you're going to do something, do something. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think Boston's – 
I don't think they're affected by him right now. You know, no. I don't think I don't think not really that that the mouthiness in his mouth is affecting them at all. You know, they I think they feel like they deserve this. They went through enough and it's their time. You know, I think this is the dethroning. Yeah, what, yeah. I think they feel like it's time for a dethroning. You know, because we're looking at I mean, other than Big Al, you're looking at a team of 25 and under guys, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I think, are 24 and 23. Marcus Smart's right around. I think he's 26, you know, 27. That's the thing, too, with Golden State. I feel like you're at this big of a stage right now, right? And you have all these young guys, which obviously Wiseman's hurt, but you have Modi, Kuminga. I mean, Wiseman, if he wasn't hurt. I mean, these young, talented dudes. And Steph Steph's 34 years old. And he's in, and, he, and he's in, but he's in his prime still. Yeah. Like he's like, he's Steph, Steph, Steph. So, I mean, unless there's a drastic change, they could very well be here next year or the year after. I mean, we're because five, of the way Steph years. plays, he's in his prime exactly. because he doesn't attack the rim. He's not a great defender anyway. As long as his shot is what it is and shooting a basketball is like riding a bike, he's going to yeah. be, a, he's going to be a great shooter. No, you know, he's not going to lose that. So, like, Obviously, you know Steph is your guy, and Steph can y'all can get back here with this team next year, maybe even the next year. Why not get Why him some not minutes? play these young guys? Yeah, and get them some minutes in in these battles, in these situations, and get them used to these big situations. That way, if somehow you you get you get here next year, which is a great possibility, they'll have some experience under the wings, and you won't feel uncomfortable throwing them out there. That's that's what I don't understand. Is like why are why is everyone so scared to play these young guys whenever in game three you have no answer you have no answer to no. Boston. just do something change something up that I, i've never understood that in any sport when you have no answer and you don't know what to do adjust something just change something what you're doing is not working and no, i think I... it makes perfect sense to give at least the comeback or moody a shot and if wiseman if wiseman was healthy i would have i'd play him all series just for size alone i'd, I'd mean, play him at the four terrible. i'd go yeah. I'd go, I'd go Wiseman Looney and keep Draymond off the floor if he's going to play like this, Yeah, you know? But – and you you made a great point about them making it because the West is weak. Yeah. The West is it's really weak. Like, been, the East is way stronger in the West now. I think you're looking at, I mean, possibly the best three teams in the league, maybe in the East. I mean, if the Nets come back to form and Milwaukee and Boston, I think you may be looking at the three best teams in the league are all in the East. Miami, Miami's and, my, and Miami's right there too. Miami was the best team in the East this year, and they yeah. get. I keep I, everything I hear is that they're going to blow things up, but really? we'll see. Yeah, I, everything I heard, I hear uh, is, is heard that Kyle Lowry's of, gone. Yeah, Bam's I gone. Heard, Bam. Yeah, I'm hearing, I'm hearing that they're going to trade Adris. I heard, I heard uh, a bunch of speculation about them getting rid of Tyler Hero because you hear about Pat Riley saying uh, two way players win championships. Yeah, and everyone's saying that that was kind of targeted at Tyler Hero. Especially in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, Tyler Hero was a non-factor in playoffs. But the thing is, is Tyler Hero's trade value is extremely high. You know, he's I yeah. I could this is a speculation, but I could easily see them packaging Adris and Tyler Hero and going getting going to get Joel. Have you seen all that about I seen, Joel? I seen Thanks Joel saying, saying Jimmy he needs likes a, my mm-hmm. Jimmy needs, needs another sidekick, basically. Yeah. I mean, imagine um, that. I mean, I know we've seen how about it before this? in Philly, but how about you know heat culture, tough man culture? How about this? You package Tyler and Edris for Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. 
See, I don't like that. Lo- Don- the Jays. The Jays are getting. They're looking to get rid of Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. But I think I think for I, that I, like reason, that. I, I think, think Donovan Mitchell could take scoring load off. No, okay. I like anyway. Donovan Mitchell. I don't. I don't like Gobert at all. You Gobert, don't like Gobert, especially. And the thing about that is they're wanting Mitchell and Gobert don't want to be together. That's why they're looking to package them. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. But no, that's if true. you go, if say, I honestly think that the Jazz would possibly go second round pick Tyler Hero for Donovan Mitchell straight up. I don't even think you have to put Edris in. Yeah, there. I think they would. Too. I think you go second, maybe first round pick, second round pick, or you know one of those two, and Tyler Hero. You're getting Donovan Mitchell. I think that does help, but uh, I just don't like. I don't. I, Gobert's a great regular. You don't like Gobert. Player. He's a great regular season player. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year probably. You know, for the next – he'll be a candidate for the next five years. But when it comes to playoff time, he's a lot like Jokic. You can run him off the floor. You know? I, I don't – I think the Jizz are going to have a hard time getting rid of him. Really? Like Gobert? Like, especially, I think uh, – You know it, who I've seen this once in the most? You know who I've seen oh. once Gobert the most? The Chicago oh. Bulls. That's who I – I saw I something about that, too. I saw something about up. that, too, or I was listening to it. Uh is it, it's either this upcoming year or the next year, or maybe even a few years. Down. But there's a, at one point, Gobert's going to get paid $48 million in a year. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. He's not worth that. In it's, any, I think it's three years from now. I think he's either two or three years from now because he's yeah. in the second year of his deal, I think. And it's like that's the fifth year. So that's, that's robbery. I he's mean, not worth that. No. Because, I mean, you got guys like Joel, who's just as much as, of a defensive factor as Gobert. But 10 times the player on but the offensive on, end. On offense, yeah. I mean, he's. Shaq with a jumper on offense. I mean, if we're looking at, you know, I'd said blowing up. I think the situation that's blown up the most is Philly. Something's got to happen there. Yeah. Something. I, I mean, think so too. as much I know that I know Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers have a ton of faith in James Harden, but they're paying him way too much money. Weren't they saying something about Dan Tony coming though, right? You were saying something about Yeah, that? they wanna it's a it's a battle between if Doc Rivers quits, he doesn't get his money, but if Daryl Morey fires him, he has to pay him. So they were hoping what what Maury was hoping was that Doc Rivers would leave and take the Lakers job and the Sixers wouldn't have to pay him, you know, because they didn't fire him. But now the the Sixers job is or the Lakers jobs closed. You know, Darvin Ham has been hired. You know who Dan Tony's going to coach next year? Putting it on it right now. The Charlotte Hornets. Mike D'Antoni will be the head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. He's been going to get rid of Borrego. They already fired him. He got oh, fired, fired after the game. Yeah, he got fired after the play-in game. Joe what? He was one of I the first like head coaches. Anyways. He was one of the first head coaches to get fired. I, I didn't like him anyways. I did I not know that. Uh, the, who was the other guy? It was Dan Tony. I and think one that other fits. Have, I think uh, Dan Tony would be a great fit, Charlotte. Dan Tony the running and all that. And one other guy. I've already had interviews with, like they're at the Jordan step. Like they're interviewing with Jordan. So, Dan Tony's a very. I think that Dan Tony's going to coach I think Dan the Tony Charlotte Hornets next Charlotte. year. Especially that play style. That, yeah, yeah with, with with Air Miles, you know, with Lamelo uh, and and uh, I think Miles I think Charlotte kind of needs to not necessarily blow things up. I think they need to do something though. I think they need to get rid of either Gordon or I was T-Row. just about to say thing. Gordon one or of those, T-Row, either one. One of those two guys. And I, I think, don't think you're they want to get, get rid more. of T Row. The thing is, I think you get more out of T Row. I think yeah, you Gordon definitely Hayward do. is. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, I don't think you're getting a whole lot of trade value. I agree. I just, I think. Uh, Mello, Miles, and Tebow, they kind of have a they they have a good bond from what it seems like. I think and you got Gordon a good you got a good backcourt. You've got yeah. one, two, three, you yeah. know. With I think that Gord makes the most sense. And which who's their who's their starting five? Is it 
Uh, oh, that's the one you don't like, Plumley. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they've got a good, like I said, they've got young guys. Court. And they've got and young they've, big guys like Kai Jones. Kai Jones is a freak athlete if they could develop him, develop him at all. Book Knight's a freak if they could develop they him at all. They have young guys. They have a very good young core. It's just they need a solid big and then and a I good head coach. Ship, yeah, they need to ship Gordon Hayward away too. Yeah. Gordon, yeah, I think Gordon Hayward. I mean, it's sad to say, but his very first game in Boston ruined his career. Yeah. Snapping yeah. his leg. I mean, it just since then he's been done. Yeah. He was one of the best players in the NBA for a couple years in Utah. Like he was yeah. that dude, but snapping his leg. I think I think this NBA, I think this offseason could like be insane. Um and one of those teams that's going to have an insane offseason, the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, like we said, they hired Darvin Ham, assistant from Milwaukee, actually played against LeBron, played for really? the Pistons. Yeah, played for the Pistons in 03. So he played against LeBron, uh, which is insane if you're thinking about LeBron and has longevity, but. What do you think the Lakers should do realistically this offseason? What can they do? I think trade package for Kyrie. Try and get either try because I think I don't think Brooklyn necessarily wants Kyrie. I don't think they want to have to put up with him. I think either that you got to go. I think they need to go out and make a roster adjustment. Pawn Westbrook off on somebody. Get rid of him because that's not going to work. I don't care what Darvin Ham said. Darvin Ham came in and said Westbrook is going to mean a lot to the team. He's going to get him back to prime. That's just not going to happen unless he's got like he can inject him with uh, infant blood or something and he can regress in age. That just makes no sense. Westbrook is way past his prime. I think they need to get rid of him, pawn him off on somebody. Really just surround Braun with shooters. Does LeBron welcome Kyrie back, though? Does LeBron want Kyrie with everything going on? I mean, why would you not? Why would you not? Kyrie's head and shoulders better I mean, than Westbrook. I know head he's and head and shoulders better than Westbrook, but at least Westbrook's there every night. Like, yeah, but I mean, I think that's going to change. Like, I mean, I think the like the COVID crap's over, and I, I mean, the thing with Kyrie, I don't know how much committed how committed he is to basketball, but I mean, if he really wasn't committed and he just didn't want to play, he'd just quit. He just retired because he has nothing to prove at this point. He's NBA champion. I mean, he's done a lot already. Yeah. I mean, and he's a probably multi-millionaire. I mean, he's yeah. way up there in money. I mean, he has no reason or nothing to prove. So, and I mean, probably already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, like, why, like, why would you not? Why would you not want him? I don't understand why you wouldn't. I mean, and two, I feel like LA is a perfect situation. Like, but LA is just taboo, and Kyrie's a taboo dude. Like, he's just crazy. Did like, you off hear? The wall, he's just... Did you hear what KD said though about Kyrie? Um, no. If Kyrie leaves, he's gone. If they crazy. trade, if they trade Kyrie, Kevin Durant will play for another team. He will not play for Brooklyn without Kyrie. How about this? So, but look at this. Look at that. I mean, that's just crazy. I got, I got a scenario. How about this? Katie back to Golden State for Wiseman, Moody, and Kuminga. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I think Draymond's got to be gone for Katie to go back there. Hey, man, I'd send Draymond off. If Katie wants to come back, no How about good. this? How about this? Shea, Josh Giddy, and the second pick to go back to Oklahoma City for Kevin Durant. And then somehow they trade for Westbrook. Well, Katie only want to play with Westbrook, I'm sure. But that'd be fun. I, I think Katie wants to go to a situation where he's going to. So, I mean, and I think if he's going to, like, demand his way out or whatever, 
I don't think he'll go anywhere unless he unless he's gonna win. How about KD to Philly? Could they do that somehow? That that's a possibility. Yeah, that's actually a possibility. Um, I listened to somebody talking about that the other day that the money would work out with uh, KD and Philly. Uh, I've also seen where the money works out for KD to Miami. That would be. That, and I mean, I think they had hard. to get rid of of Bam, but I think it was Bam and Tyler Hero for KD. I mean, who I mean, wouldn't take that? I think even on Brooklyn's side, I think that's pretty decent. To get Edris and – Yeah, to get Edris and Tyler Hero. They're young. I mean, Brooklyn's just kind of – And at that point, if you're sending KD away, you're blowing it up. You're yeah. in a rebuild. I mean, yeah, yeah. So get you're in a rebuild. Guys. I think the only guys. way Brooklyn accepts it, the only way it makes sense for Brooklyn is if Brooklyn takes one of these young guys. If they can somehow get something young in return or – But the only uh, thing – The only thing picks. right now – about Tyler Hero and, and Edris, they're both already making money. You know, yeah. they're not getting any – they both got their contract. That's true. That's why, that's why last year was the year – if Miami was to deal them, last year would have been the year. Like when all those Harden rumors, when it was Edris and Tyler Hero for James Harden, like they should have done it then. They hadn't got their money yet. Now those two guys are, you know, close to a max deal, and you can't really take two of those on at once. Actually, that's true. Tyler Hero may not be paid yet, but I know for sure Bam's been paid. Edris is. Yeah. yeah. Bam's got like a, you know, max contract. So they've, they kind of passed their window on, on Edris. And if they don't deal Tyler Hero soon, they're going to be stuck with him unless somebody, you know, just takes his contract off their hands. How about this? Russ to the heat. Russ to the heat for, for some of those shooters. Duncan Robinson who makes a crap ton. I'm Max sure Duncan Bruce. Robinson and Russ would somehow their contracts. Yeah, Max, would yeah Duncan out. Robinson's making 90 mil. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I don't know about Miami because I don't know what Russ – I mean, Russ brings – Russ is – he's an aggressive He's box he's office. A good, yeah, he's a, he's a defender. I mean, I feel like he would fit kind of into the heat culture. I think LeBron just needs shooters. I think that would work out. I think that would be decent on both sides. Maybe some picks, maybe a pick down the road or something on, on LA See, side. And, and Miami was an initial trade target. Remember when Russ got traded to the Rockets in the first place? I yeah. thought he I thought he was going to Miami. And initially, I thought they were going to trade him to Miami. The Thunder were, but I don't know. I think this offseason is going to be wild. Yeah, I think, I think it's gonna gonna going to be a crazy offseason, too. Because I think a lot – so, like, it's going to be a domino effect. Like one thing happens, like we said, Kyrie, Kyrie wants out. Like you said, if Kyrie leaves, Katie's gone. Like, I think there's so many situations like that. Domino so many storylines. Yeah. Like it's like one thing's going to affect another thing, like drastically. Yeah. One last topic real quick. Cause we talked about it earlier. We're kind of going backwards in our, in rotation, but Draymond Green, Hall of Famer. Yes or no. I would have said yes. Since I looked at his career stats. <laughs> And his career numbers, I believe, are like in the range of like career stats, yeah. eight, six, and six or I, something. I wrote like it down. He, he averages eight and a half, six, eight and a half points, six point nine rebounds, and five point four assists on his career. See, I don't know, like, but do his accolades get him in the Hall of Fame? I think he's a one-time defensive player of the year, four-time All Star, two times All NBA, and I believe you said seven-time All NBA defense. Yeah, still <laughs> later one year. I mean, still leader. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think it just depends on what, like, what you look for. And we also, you also have to take what all comes into that. The NBA Hall of Fame is the easiest one to get into. It's way easier than baseball or the NFL Hall of Fame. One hundred. I'm with you. He probably will be a Hall of Famer. If I I had a Hall of Fame vote, if I had a vote, I wouldn't vote him in the Hall of Fame. 
if I had a vote, I would. Like that's like I just off of like what he brings. Like I think stats can kind of be deceiving at times. Like and they can. Like they can. Like I mean, like in game two, like we just said, I don't know what his stats were in game two. I'm not exactly sure what they were, but like just the he energy just brought that energy. He just brought it. And it's just I mean that that doesn't you can't you can't write that down. There's no stat for that. No. He had nine, five, and seven in game two. But that nine, five, and seven, I mean, that was like he was just all over all the over the place. Brought it. No, I I think I think he will make the Hall of Fame. Like I said, if I had a vote, he wouldn't. Uh but he's been everything to that Warriors team. I mean, yeah. then I think that's why he's gonna make the Hall of Fame is his impact on those Warriors teams. And but he is also the uh, I mean, perfect scenario. If he gets drafted by any other team in the league, he's probably out of the league. And he's probably not still in the NBA. You know? Yeah, and as soon as Steph as soon as Steph's reigns up, as soon as Clay's reigns up, Dre's Yeah, as soon, as soon as I would honestly say as soon as Steph retires, Draymond's got to retire the next day. Yeah. Or his legacy is like if he plays one season, his legacy will be tarnished. He yeah. everybody will find out how trash, how bad he is without those. Yeah, teams. he probably wouldn't even make a team, honestly. I don't know if anyone would take a chance on him because I think it's, it's it's obvious. It's very evident. Like, the dude has no offensive game whatsoever. I mean, no, it, not at all. Yeah, it's just a perfect fit. I mean, it's evident, but yeah, yeah I agree with you. Yeah. Um, that's all we got for the day. Uh, we may get more of this, just me and Jax, depending on how often Ross, Ross simps from now on. But me and Jax have things to talk about, so we're going to talk about them. So uh, go follow us on social media, Facebook, Below Average Brothers, Twitter, Below Av Brothers, uh, Instagram, Below Average Brothers, I believe, uh, TikTok, Below Average Brothers, everywhere. Go follow us everywhere. Uh, we'll get this put out. And thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.